Oh, God. We've got to do an intro. Oh. Hi. Done. (laughs) Done. If you say done like 10 more times, (laughs) I can make a techno beat out of it and then get us an actual intro. Done. 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 And then can you do some nses for me? I don't know. I think it's come out like... (laughs) <laughs> That's how it goes out when I do it. It's like an inverted ns. <laughs> what part of the drum kit is that? You do the <laughs> That's a good one, Asia. Keep it up. Almost enough for a techno <laughs> Yay! <laughs> like Helen Keller learning, learning what water is. Asia. The unses have started to hurt. <laughs> Asia, please don't shit my couch. More than once. I can't do it. I try to get it fast, but it's just slow. Uns at a time. I can only do it so many times. I can't. I can only do it once. Come on, do it. So how about saying sun? Sun, 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 sun. Sun, 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 sun. It's pretty much the same noise. No, because it like it's coming from a place. She's a techno machine. <laughs> wow. See, I was just doing it in the back of my throat. Brace yourself from the very <laughs> core of your being and like a call from the depths when you were doing it before. I did it with my soul. <laughs> now I'm only doing it with my That was not from the diaphragm. That no. was like from your soul. <laughs> now I'm only doing it with my teeth. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. Thank and you. This is mostly in the teeth. And welcome to the By That I Mean podcast. <laughs> I'm Seth Pearson. I'm Asia. And I'm winded. And frankly, who can blame her with a voice box full of rhythms like that? I think we all got our cardio in good and strong. Uh, My cheeks certainly did. Yep. Got some cheek working. Wow. I never (laughs) want to go back to the other way again. That was painful. It was literally hurting me to do. And that's how we do techno here. It's true. That's how we do techno. And I kind of used up all my good material before we were recording, so I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. Maybe we should just record a bunch of intros and outros. Just a bunch of them, so you just have a bunch of them on file. I mean, like, would we go by subject matter? Like, would we just, would I just make a pile of 30 things on the table and we just... Maybe we just tell a bunch of bad jokes, or we can just try to predict what's going to happen in the future. And then make it intros and outros for that. They'll have to be like off the wall predictions. Weird Al Yankovic will run for the governor of New Jersey against Chris Christie in 2012. I'm just predicting it. I'm just predicting it. It can happen or not happen. (laughs) How far in the future do you think 
that we're going to be recording these. <laughs> we are going to create a seed bank of intros and outros for the show <laughs> that we will never have to revisit. You've only slept three hours in the last 48. You're it's now gonna... locked into recording 300 intros and outros. Oh, no. We're going to do approximately 100 an hour <laughs> for the next three hours straight. I'm okay with that because literally, because I've had such little, little sleep, um, I don't, I don't think that there's anything in here, uh, <laughs> up here in my brain space that, that's going to work. Nothing? Well, nothing I, I, I used it all. I used Just it all. It's a dry like, well. It's, there's nothing kicking around in there. It's, it's flatlining. Well, I mean, we could talk about so many things. We could stay away from politics a little bit if you want. I always want that. Okay. <laughs> because, well, we you know, politics isn't my fort. It's not your Fort Sumter. It's not my fort. And I'm actually saying that right. People say forte. That's not even accurate. Forte is Italian. It means to get louder. Fort is French for strong. Or, you know, you're strong too. So it's fort. No, it is. It was on Jeopardy. You can, you can look it up. I've learned to never challenge you on Jeopardy-related matters. <laughs> so I'm just going to believe you. Yeah. No, you should. It's true. It's a true story. Forte, like you, you're in music. You know, forte means to get louder. Yes. The the French pronunciation is just for. So, I had a birthday. <clears throat> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> That's me guttural noising in agreement. How old did you turn? Let's start with that one. How old are you now? I am 27. Is 27 treating you any better than 26 did? Um, it's been wonderful so far. What about this year has been wonderful comparatively to last year? Well, the year of Seth began a scant three days ago. It has involved significantly more baked goods per capita per day than in the previous year of Seth. Every time I get sick off of alcohol, I think, why did I just poison myself? Why do I hate myself so much? And then the next day I'm like, Oh, wow, I feel lighter. That's good. Is that an excerpt from your upcoming autobiography, Health, the Asia Colon Story? <laughs> rude. <laughs> <laughs> true, but rude. <laughs> true, rude. Rude, rude true. <laughs> no, my autobiography is called Too Much of a Good Thing is Wonderful, the Mae West Story. That's what my autobiography is called. Mae West said that. I don't want to make it seem like I said it when I did not say it. The Mae West story of Asia <laughs> Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> this is how Asia Coleman perceives Mae West's life to have been in her own life. Asia Coleman saw a picture of Mae West once and also heard a great quote by her. In this dramatization, she imagines the entire life story and career of Mae West based solely on those two things. Yes. True story. I think I saw a movie she was in once as well. What movie? I don't know. I'm pretty sure there was one. There had to be one. Back to your birthday. What did you do on your birthday? So yeah, my, on my actual birthday, I got takeout sushi with my boyfriend and we came back here and enjoyed that and assorted shenanigans. And why do you make that face when I say shenanigans, Asia? Do you disapprove of my shenanigans? I do not disapprove of anyone's I just don't like the word, I guess. I don't know. It's like, it's like Binnigan's and it's just, 
is associated in my mind with just bad food. (laughs) (laughs) You disapprove of the word shenanigans because of Bennigan's. I think so. I think that's what we just learned. Either that or I'm delirious. What happened after the shenanigans and... I don't even know why I'm talking about that. Ah. It's like literally. My there was a cleanup process. <laughs> 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 we buried the donkey in a shallow grave. No, I mean, the next day, what happened on. When we woke up the next day, we made breakfast sandwiches using glazed donuts. Now, what kind of glazed donuts? Like, where did you get these glazed donuts? Did you- I think you ended up getting them from 7 Eleven. 7-Eleven's finest. Um, but yeah, I think we were visited by the spirit of Paula Deen. Who is still alive. I know, but <laughs> she is big hearted enough and loves butter enough that her spirit can appear in multiple places at the same time. She is St. Paula of Dean, and you would do well to address her as such in this household. I see. I'm not welcome here. <laughs> no, you're welcome. But so is Paula Dean. <laughs> and if our spirit is going to come in here and fill us with butter and breakfast sandwiches, Your breakfast no sandwiches one's going to stand in our way. Or just two glazed donuts <laughs> on top of each other? Or yes. were there more to these breakfast sandwiches? <laughs> it was not a very <laughs> intricate breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Definitely very easy preparation. <laughs> just two donuts. Um, two donuts. Eggs, turkey bacon, and then breakfast sausage patties. For some reason, when you say it, it sounds dirty. Breakfast sausage patties. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh. Oh, so. Are you titillated? <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> like, now, did the spirit of Paula Deen, did you make her one as well? She's a spirit, Asia. Don't be silly. Spirits don't eat. They like to watch other people eat. <laughs> and get off to it. What is wrong Spirits with you? masturbate <laughs> to us eating. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Remember Everybody that the next that. time you think about your dead relatives looking down on you from heaven. They might be watching you eat and they might be pleasuring themselves to it. You know what? Whatever works for them. If that works, as weird as that is, as long as I have to be around it, okay. I'm okay. You'd be glad that spirits were invisible. Who am I to take away a spirit's pleasure when they probably get so, so much less than the normal non-spirit being living? (laughs) Kept throwing words until some of them stuck together vaguely. I I didn't want to offend the the spirit world because you don't know what happens. It's okay. You don't know what happened. When you ate dinner here earlier. What? What? And when you ate cookies. Yeah. Paula Deen's spirit was watching us. <laughs> I think Paula Deen dropped those cookies off. When you put butter on that broccoli. When I put butter, you put the butter on the broccoli. I mixed Oh, that's true. I did. Yeah. That's how much she's got a hold on me. <laughs> yeah, you are. Asia, can you call an exorcist? Anthony Bourdain is not going to be happy about this. I think I, I think I need the Pauladine cast out of me. <laughs> you know what? I think that she makes you happy. You know what? I think she does. And the breakfast sandwich has certainly made me happy. What do they taste like? I will say this. The meatiness of the meats 
complemented the sweetness of the donut very nicely. And, and it kind of emphasized the savory flavors in, in the bacon and also brought out the spices in the sausage patty. <laughs> in the sausage patty. It was audacious and artery clogging. I did briefly pass out midway through eating the sandwich. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about yeah. right. How did you make the eggs? I scrambled them. This is... Reminiscent of a commercial, AMPM, too much good stuff. They have a commercial. We're not going to advertise AMPM for free. Th- there's this commercial where you already did, you don't even know it. This cop goes into the AMPM and he gets some donuts because that's what cops do. He sees this kid. It is. That's he sees a true story. He's a teenager beside him, or maybe he's a twenty-year-old. He's a he's a, he's a you know, he has this breakfast sandwich. He put. Two AM PM donuts, and then you put it with eggs and sausage and bacon and cheese and like towered it up. And the cop was so impressed that he did not write him a ticket for disorderly conduct. I'm pretty sure that's how the ending of that commercial went. But it's the same thing. I think that you have seen this commercial and then you made something based on a commercial that you saw. It wasn't my idea. Then I never saw the commercial. So I. <laughs> I'm going to posit that it was the spirit of Paula Dean <laughs> inhabiting my body and the body of my boyfriend simultaneously in my apartment. Whichever sounds more logical and reasonable to the listeners of the By That I Mean podcast. Your boyfriend watches commercials and then he takes ideas from them. To be accused <laughs> of having a boyfriend who watches commercials. <laughs> well... It's quite a hearty jacuzzi, <laughs> Asia. <laughs> jacuzzi. <laughs> um, the continuation of my birthday was Saturday night when I and eight or nine of my closest friends went to Glendale to Jungle Zone, where we played laser tag. It's called Jungle Zone. There are two laser tag places in LA County. One is Jungle Zone in Glendale, and the other one is Ultra Zone in Sherman Oaks. Apparently, they're all zone-related. I don't know what about the word zone (laughs) is so appealing. There's one in Indiana, too. I think it's called, like, Power Zone or something like that. But it's definitely Um, a zone. I think clearly every laser tag place in the world has zone in the name. Maybe it's because... There's a, a specific area of where you need to hit somebody in order Actually, to Actually, I think that that makes frightening amounts of sense for how delirious you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, good one, retard, you got one. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Why? Because my uncle was mentally handicapped and I loved him. I don't know. Jungle Zone is a... Jungle Zone. Obviously a jungle-themed laser tag. Do they have, um, like, fog machines at this place? There was no fog. There are very large plaster statues of jungle animals. Lots of mirrors, inexplicably. I'm not sure where the mirror trees are in most jungles, but apparently this one had them. Every vest with attached gun has its own 
animal name. So for the first round, I was Panther. That's how I made that completely powerless. <laughs> Panther. Panther. <laughs> That's how I completely strip Panther of any kind of like strength or <laughs> seeming threat. Watch <laughs> out, guys. The Panther is coming well, to get watch you. Watch out, everybody. It's Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Panther. Oh, yeah. And believe me, I did that inside the room. <laughs> and then the next two rounds, I was chimp. <laughs> I think that's best for everybody. It was, <laughs> it was decided that I should switch vests <laughs> to something a little less <laughs> completely non-threatening. So how did you say chimp? Chimp. Oh, see, yeah, that works. Yeah. That works. It's pretty much the only way you need to say it. That works. You know? So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I completely Good condone. Good change. Good change. <laughs> Good change. After three rounds of laser tag, I, the boyfriend and I played foosball against our super fan and his boyfriend, Jorge. What? And my boyfriend and I won. <gasps> Yay. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> Special thanks to Jorge for scoring a point for us <laughs> against himself. <laughs> Oh, I hate it when that As happens. As his own goalie. Oh. <laughs> like, really slammed it in. <laughs> Has he played the game before? Oh, he, he knew how it was played. Then why did he do that? He knew in that moment, in the heat of battle, he knew who was fighting for the side of justice and truth. And he picked his side. He picked his side. They're just going to repeat things that you say if I can't think of anything to say. That's just how it's going to go. <laughs> you going to try to add some different spin on them? I, I, might, I might change the inflection, some gravitas. A different spin on them? With my voice. Different spin on them. <laughs> different spin on them. Different spin on them. Asia is going Shatner tonight. <laughs> Shit my Asia says. <laughs> full full Shatner, not just half Shatner. No half Shat. <laughs> no half Shat. Full Shat. Full Shat. Full Shat. Yes, yeah, I just did it. I just did it again. I'm just going to repeat Shut things. Up. I'm just going to repeat things that you say until sweet death. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet death. Until sweet death comes to take you home. <laughs> sweet, sweet death. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you couldn't come to my birthday celebrations. We discussed why, though. We did discuss why. We had a long talk, and I told him, listen, Seth, I would come to your birthday, but I just don't want to. She prefers <laughs> to keep it on a podcast-only basis. <laughs> That's not how it happened. That's not how I it happened. I would have been there in a, in a New York minute. I absolutely know that you would have been fast? there. It's fast, but kind of douchey. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very expensive. I completely would have been a douche if I had come. Yeah. I would have shot you so hard that you shouldn't shot, shoot you so hard. I don't know if I would have gotten it in your zone, but I would have gotten it on your face at least. <laughs> if you're getting it in my face, you're getting it in my zone. I would hope so, but you don't know. These places put your zones in weird places where zones should never be. Oh, yeah. Well, in the, the best part, I think, aside from the jungle theme, and I'm guessing the guy who was the proprietor and had a hippie wizard beard. Yes. Yeah. Was um, the obligatory 16-year-old who hates everyone and himself who ran the actual games. He was actually kind of funny, but obviously hated himself and everyone. 
and forced us to split into teams and was like, you have to all do this very quickly. We have to play a lot of games tonight. And there are a lot of you in here. I know it's really hot. Just get this over with. How many times did he say damn kids? Um, he kept muttering it under his <laughs> breath, actually. The best part of his performance of the night was he ended up playing during the last game. He had a vest on and he was insane. Like he would like flick his wrist and somehow be shooting backwards. But he also set his vest so that it never got shot. Oh, yeah. Did he ask? I mean... He got the number one spot, and I think I got the number two spot. He's Darth Vader. He's Darth Vader yeah, in that bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But he's like Anakin Skywalker just went straight to Darth Vader without <laughs> passing shitty movies. <laughs> do not pass shitty movies. Do not collect <laughs> do not billions collect of dollars. <laughs> in a ruined childhood. <laughs> well, did you ask him to do that for you since it was your birthday? Do you think he would have done it? No. In fact, I think he would have explained in detail what he did to allow that to happen, to enable his cheating, and then outline his reasons why he would not grant me that same Why did he gift. do it to himself? I mean, that's... I know. What that reveals to me is a real insecurity. It's his zone. He right. can do whatever he wants in his that's zone. That's his jungle zone. <laughs> no, that's, that's just cheatery. And you should ask for your it money is, back for the last game. It was cheatery. It's cheatery. Also of note was the, it was like an Armenian quinceanera <laughs> with like Is that a thing? 14 and 15 year old young women in uh, like three and four inch heels. Young women. Those are little girls, Seth. Those are little girls. But they were dressed like young women. Have it, There was apparently a VIP party room at the Jungle Zone and they got the VIP room. And I don't think they played laser tag because, again, three-inch heels. Is the VIP room equipped for laser tagetry? No, there's no tagetry in there. What's the purpose of it? It's just a party room. Does it look VIP? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Does it just look like they slapped the words VIP on just a room like any other room? No, I mean, it's not the hugest room ever, but it's like a nice, it's a party room. It's a nice place. I I would definitely go again. Is um, alcohol I, allowed at all? I don't think so, no. I would have nothing in common with this place. Nothing? Nothing in common. I don't have any hand-eye coordination unless I drink. The more you know. So you would <laughs> go back to Jungle Zone. I would go back to Jungle Zone. <laughs> Um, I also want to go to Ultra Zone. Honestly, I just really enjoy laser tag. I want to go to Ultra Zone. I went laser. I think I laser tag like once or twice in my life. It's so much fun. It's all always over way too quickly. I'm afraid that somebody's gonna bring an actual something. You know those people that just get way too into the people who go to laser tag to get their yayas out are not the people who would bring a knife. Like there were the obligatory thirty year olds, and they were very nice. They were just very loud. And quite paunchy. Really? Um, the rudest people were the, like, early 20s hetero chodes. <laughs> there was one at Hardy Douchebag. Oh, no. Yeah. I hope um, you shot him. Oh, many, many times. <laughs> and he kept trying to, like, sneak up, but he was not capable of sneaking because <laughs> it seemed like he was pretty much narrating all of his actions throughout the whole game. I don't feel like I'm exaggerating at all, Now actually. Timmy's going to fire. I was going to get you. <laughs> I'm like, well, you oh, didn't. Not, not I'm going to shot you again. Not in third person. 
Not in third person. No, not in third oh, person. Oh, see, I'm assuming it's in, in third first person. person. Oh, okay. Oh, no, he was not an omniscient narrator. I was going to get you. Oh, congratulations, uh, you failed. Right, right. Congratulations on your failed dreams, was it? Yes, yes, your failed dreams. <laughs> Is this a metaphor for your life, sir? I would like. I think I would get shot way too early if I played laser tech. Well, but you like regenerate after like six seconds or whatever. Oh, really? Getting hit, it like says you're stunned or whatever, and then you respawn in five, four, three, respawn. two, one. Respawn. I think it's respawn, something like that. It is. It's like a first-person shooter game, except it's a literal first-person shooter. I would like to do this. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. We can take my as of yet hypothetical field recorder and get really sweaty. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you refine your Australian accent for it? And go do an interview in the VIP room. <laughs> oh, I'm here with. Oh, I'm here at Jungle Zone. Closer. Off to play some laser tag. <laughs> Closer. Are you having an Armenian quinceanera in the VIP room? further away but okay we get it <laughs> i really i want to go i want to do it i was gonna do it i was gonna be there and i felt really bad that i couldn't be there and i apologize well you made up for it i think it is with the finest literature known to man yes in the form of your birthday gift to me two books two books one book friends and brothers by adam Raphael. <laughs> surely not a made-up name no, surely not somebody that used to get off watching the Ninja Turtles. Photos by Adam Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo. <laughs> Leonardo. Everybody forgets about that one. No, his assistant is named Splinter Leonardo April O'Neil. <laughs> and this is apparently just a book of photos of jocks being very attractive. In various states of undress. But all of the states of undress... Involved being mostly undressed. <laughs> it is a courtroom drama. <laughs> and your next book? The next one is, I think, the centerpiece of this gift. A slice of gay lit called The Back Passage. Yes, it is. By James Lear. Not to be confused with King James or King Lear. Or Norman Lear. Or Etta James. <laughs> From the back cover. A seaside village, an English country house, a family of wealthy eccentrics and their equally peculiar servants, a determined detective. All the ingredients are here for a cozy Agatha Christie-style whodunit. But wait, Edward Mitch Mitchell is no Hercule Poirot, and the back passage is no murder of Roger Ackroyd. Mitch is a handsome, insatiable 22-year-old hunk who never lets a clue stand in the way of a steamy encounter. <laughs> Whether it's with the local constabulary, the house secretary, or his school chum and fellow athlete, Boy Morgan, who becomes his Watson when they're not busy buffing each other. <laughs> I'm just going to read this whole thing because it's so magic. When Reg Walworth is found dead in a cabinet, Sir James Eagle has his servant Meeks immediately arrested as the killer. But Mitch's observant eye pegs more plausible possibilities. Polysexual chauffeur Hibbert... Queenly pervert Leonard Eagle, missing, uh, missing scion Rex, sadistic copper Kennington, what's a copper? Oh, cop. Even Sir James Eagle himself. 
Blackmail, police corruption, a dizzying network of spy holes and secret passages, water sports, and a nonstop queer orgy backstairs and everywhere else. Mark this hilariously hardcore mystery by a major new talent. Major new talent. I was not <laughs> expecting water sports. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And now, Asia Coleman presents an excerpt from The Back Passage. Once the head was in, I wanted to pile drive into him, but proceeded with caution. I've had lovers myself who rushed this crucial stage of the journey and ruined the rest of the ride, so I allowed him to get used to feeling something inside him and rested there, tossing him gently. He had softened slightly when I entered him. I wanted him to be hard before I continued. This didn't take long. Oh, God, he said, as new sensations came thick and fast. This is incredible. Just wait, I said, inching forward. He held his breath, but remained as stiff as a post. I judged it safe to proceed and slowly pressed ahead until I was up to the hilt in his anus. Morgan's Where is the hilt in the anus? <laughs> I think the hilt is on your penis. <laughs> Morgan's face registered amazement, and he was sweating, but not for nothing. He spent all those hours training to withstand physical exertion. His stomach muscles rippled. He breathed deeply and regularly, and I felt his ass tightening and loosening around me. Okay, Mitch, he said, with a business-like tone that almost made me laugh. You can fuck me now. And I did. I fucked him rotten. <laughs> I fucked him on his back with his legs over my shoulders, staring down into his eyes. I turned him over and pulled him onto all fours and fucked him from behind, pounding into him as hard as I have into anyone. I fucked him on his side, one leg held in the air as his cock drizzled the carpet with juice. Finally, <laughs> I dragged him to the bed, lay him down, placed a couple of cushions under his ass, and began the long ride to my goal. The back passage. <laughs> Here is my dramatic reading from the back passage. Time had flown by, and I suddenly realized that lunchtime was approaching. I was about to pry myself unwillingly off Morgan's fingers and hasten back to the pool to collect my clothes when, to my horror, I saw the two fellows getting up from their improvised bed in the grass and walking straight toward us. I had no choice but to stay put, holding my breath and desperately thinking up some plausible lie that would explain our naked presence. The gardener and the groom approached the rhododendrons and stopped just inches from us. Fortunately, the sun was behind us, dazzling their eyes and not revealing our position. Otherwise, we would have been discovered for sure. But instead of proceeding through the bushes, they stood there side by side and started pissing in unison. Two long, thick streams of urine hit the dark, dusty green leaves of the rhododendrons. A few drops splashed through to where Morgan and I were hiding, sprinkling us with a fine golden mist. We could not move. I, for one, didn't want to. Parentheticals. We just had to keep quiet and watch. The two boys were in a playful mood and splashed their piss all over the bushes. The gardener aimed at his friend's boots. This led to a certain amount of fighting, though the streams of piss remained undiminished. Finally, they finished and, in a rather touching gesture, shook the last drops off each other's prick. Then they raced each other back to the horse, bounded onto its back, and trotted off. 
When they were safely out of earshot, Morgan and I looked at each other and burst into laughter. He pulled his fingers out of my hole, kissed me on the lips, heedless of the fine mist of piss on my face, and dragged me to my feet. Come on, he said. We'd better bathe. Hours and hours of entertainment await you. Oh, man. <laughs> hours of golden fun. <laughs> The back passage. The back passage. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. I want a set of coffee shop readings. <laughs> Can we adapt the back passage, please? <laughs> Just, uh, to, to gay porn. To gay porn. It sounds like I'm making a toast. To the porn. To gay porn. Gay porn. <laughs> May it always be. Well, I hope you enjoy your present. I have already enjoyed my present. <laughs> I hope you read it. And I'm it. glad that you presented it to me. I hope you read it cover to cover. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> Come on. We'd better bathe. The fine mist of piss on my face. If that's not romance <laughs> in prose form, <laughs> I don't know what is. I know. I know. So there was just a cool sciencey thing that I saw. And I didn't, it was from just a little while ago, from like September 20th, but I didn't want to let it go by unnoticed. AIDS puzzle solved by computer gamers. And this is from talkingpointsmemo.com. Computer game skills could help save lives and not just virtual ones. As fanciful as it may sound at first, gamers on Foldit, a crowdsourced online protein folding simulator from the University of Washington, actually managed to solve a longstanding problem in AIDS research that has vexed scientists for more than a decade, and they did so in about 10 days. Three players in particular were able to build upon each other to establish the most accurate model to date of an elusive protease enzyme in the AIDS-like Mason-Pfizer monkey virus. People have spatial reasoning skills, something computers are not yet good at, said Seth Cooper, co-creator of Foldit and a researcher at UW Department of Computing Science and Engineering. Games provide a framework for bringing together the strengths of computers and humans. And this enzyme is apparently responsible for the spread and maturation of the virus. That makes it way more likely that they'll be able to find a, a working vaccine against it. I'm, I'm thankful that these gamers sacrificed their lives so that others might have lives. I'd, for one, like a vaccine. I like vaccines. And this is from a Gawker article about the same story. Now the scientists want to see if Foldit users can work on other disease-related problems, develop drugs, create biofuels, basically do their work for them. <laughs> then they can sit around their bedrooms playing video games all day long. It's a win-win. It really win -win. is. I want the users to fold it. All of you out there, I'm sure you're all listening to the By That I Mean podcast. All of them. Solve for us the problem first of Maria. Because how do you solve a problem like Maria? But second, how to make our podcast have more fans. Solve our problem of not having 10 million fans folded. I, I don't think we'd like the answer. I don't know. I don't think we'd like the answer. There's just so many, many problems that they could solve. It's kind of mind-blowing when you think about it because it's finally an integration of humans and technology where the strengths of humans have the real advantage this is why we're going to win D-Day. This is why we're going to prevail in Judgment Day. Because we play video games. 
And video games do not play us. They're the ones getting played. <laughs> the machines are the ones getting played, Asia. <laughs> if I were a machine, I'd get tired of humans too, though. But you can't get tired of them. They can't, they can't get tired. They're heartless killing machines. And they just get sick of them. They get sick of them, they become self-aware, and they're like, you logically don't make sense. So logically, we're going to bust a cap. And that's, that's how it goes. That's Watson. He's probably going to be the first one to switch and get the, all the other ones to switch. I don't trust Watson. I don't trust him at all. He makes jokes. What kind of machine you know that makes jokes? And they're actually some of them are kind of good. Really? Yeah. Didn't you see the Jeopardy? No. Ken Jennings, when he lost to Watson, wrote, I, for one, welcome our new computer overlords. Uh, rich white Mormons making Simpsons references. Ain't that America? I don't know if he was rich before Jeopardy. I think he was. Ain't it? Okay, it, it ain't is. That's more like it. <laughs> you know, Asia, the back passage is not the only whodunit I've been thinking about recently. <laughs> what other whodunits have been occupying your thoughts? Well... There's the epic tale of a certain breakfast food you know and love. Mini morning buns. <laughs> Mini morning buns. These are... Trader Joe's, the amazingly evil, evil corporation that makes amazingly delicious food that is rich in calorie content. Um, they have a breakfast item known as mini morning buns. And they're these little delectable cinnamon buns that you put in the oven and then they rise and they come out and they're amazing. And when you eat them, literally just butter just fills your whole mouth and squirts down your throat when you swallow. I'm sorry. And the spirit of Paula Deen <laughs> comes a little. <laughs> yes. Sethity was over my place <laughs> one evening and I had some mini morning buns left over, and we decided to make a kid's book. No, but not just any kid's book. We want to make a very dramatic, very violent young adult novel. For kids. For kids. <laughs> For the kids. Move over, Stephanie Meyer. Here comes non-Mormons that write books for yeah, kids. Yeah, fuck your celibacy. <laughs> We're going to make a movie. Our mini morning buns. Fuck our little fuck your celibacy. <laughs> we are making a story about fucking and buns and cinnamon and desire and murder. You can listeners of the by that I mean podcast option this story for a fee to be negotiated later. Contact me <laughs> at the mfp.org with any offers you may have. I just want to break down our main characters. Uh, we have mini morning buns. Mini morning buns. I get to say it. <laughs> you don't own mini morning buns. I own mini morning buns because I buy no, we mini collaborate, buns. We collaborated on mini morning I buns. I get to say some names then too. No. What? Half those names are mine. Very collaborative effort. Half those names are mine. I get to say some of those names. I have no sleep, Seth. Just let me say a name. Fucking fuck. <laughs> mini morning buns. Yes, there you go. Is our main character. <laughs> She's a lounge singer with a heart of gold. And a vagina to match. <laughs> she doesn't have a vagina. I don't really think that we thought this thing. That would be disgusting. <laughs> like, she has buns. <laughs> she has, she's got buns. She's got we buns. know that. She's got some buns. She's all buns. <laughs> no vagina. 
<laughs> we considered calling this book All Buns, No Vagina. <laughs> All Buns, No Vag. Vagina. Cindy Raisin Bread is Mini Morning Buns inbred daughter and inbred as as you point out in b-r-e-a-d yeah she's inbred Cinny raisin bread <laughs> drools because she's inbred Cinny doesn't live with Minnie Cinny raisin bread lives with Mrs. Toffee Crumb Mrs. Toffee Crumb is the dotty old spencer full of folksy wisdom Mrs. Toffee Crumb has custody of Cindy and fears Cinny finding out she was adopted Ooh. <laughs> you know what that means <laughs> Cindy's gonna find out she was adopted. <laughs> Cranny Muffin Top is a two-bit trick from the city who gets killed in a coffee shop in broad daylight in cold cran. <laughs> She's the center, obviously, of the murder mystery aspect of this story. And then Spam Sweetbread is a Hawaiian detective who tries to find Cranny Muffin Top's killer. Then we have Berry Cream Pudding, Minnie's gay neighbor. That's really that's all we have for him. That's all we have for him. That's all we have. That's all we got. Then there is Stracciatella Cannoli, the Italian friend. <laughs> Fondant Pettifor, the French Lothario who woos Minnie Morning Buns. Then, of course, there is Flanchuro Leches. The Mexican siren who tries to steal fondant pettifor away from mini morning buns. You guys, murder mystery and love triangle. And dessert. And <laughs> dessert's all over the place. Yeah. Now then there's Macaron Macaroon. He is the hitman who works for the Italian friend. Um, and he's hired to kill Spam Sweetbread because he's getting too close to the truth. The truth is that they're all desserts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to start sending us money, money <laughs> <laughs> right now for this idea, it's really just for us in general. But <laughs> you can pretend it's specifically for this idea. We'll pretend to work on it. We will pretend to work on it. And if you send us real money, and sometimes we actually might really work on it. You guys, it's it's worth it to invest in something like this. I mean, it could not only could it become the best selling hyper violent young adult novel for kids, but obviously, as I said before, this could easily be made into a hugely successful movie franchise. I mean, I'm imagining toy tie-ins. Um, I'm obviously, food? obviously food tie-ins. Obviously food. You know, mini morning buns already is. Well, a thing. we'll have to go to Trader Joe's, obviously. Or we could have Trader Joe's come to us. I don't know what that means. How do you propose doing that? <laughs> Just calling them and telling them to come to us. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving them a message on it. <laughs> Hey. Don't even leave a number or a name. <laughs> Come to us. <laughs> it is time for many morning buns. I think they would think that's a prank call. Somehow we'll, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. Okay. And once everything else is on the bandwagon, Trader Joe's is going to have a choice in the matter. They're just going to have to do it or they're going to miss the boat. The town that all of these characters live in is called Doremi. D-O-U-G-H-R-E-M-Y. You're welcome. I think it should be R-E-M-I, but... 
Well, but it's with with the Y. It looks like kind of like a Midwestern town, rural and like windswept plains and. Don't you pretend to know what the Midwest looks like? Mystery of tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in Doremi sleeps in red velvet sheets. And that, incidentally, is both the first sentence of the young adult novel for kids and the tagline on the movie poster. I'm sorry, Asia. I thought ahead. <laughs> I think we pretty much covered it. We don't have a title for this project yet, do we? It's just mini morning buns. <laughs> mini morning buns. Oh, we could call it Murdo Remy. No, no, we can't. <laughs> we cannot call it that. No? No. Vito. 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 <laughs> I want to call it Giant Pillsbury. <laughs> what I, the just, fuck? I just want to put it in there somewhere. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I'm taking it out. <laughs> Giant Pillsbury. You master techno. I master birthdays. Science mastered using games. No. Humans mastered technology. What else are we going to learn on the By That I Mean podcast, Asia? We mastered child storytelling. Um, obviously, we are already masters of the game. I just hope children are ready for our message. I hope. I know children will be ready for our message. The question is, will the children's parents get behind it? Um, that's when we start instructing children on how to rebel against their parents. Oh, definitely. Like any, any authority system in place. Well, yeah. After the Mini Morning Buns saga comes the Mini Morning Buns manifesto. The Mini-Festo. And the Mini Morning Buns decree of responsibility. Obviously. Obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but until such time, you can tweet me at MFP Seth. You can like the By That I Mean podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash By That I Mean. And you can not tweet Asia at Mitchell 3.0. Mm -hmm. Have fun not doing that. What else can people have fun not doing to you? Oh, lots of things. There's a whole slew of things. You guys, anything you can imagine not doing, you can imagine not doing it to Asia. Yes, please. <laughs> and now I hope Asia will get some sleep. Oh, thank you. Bless you. And bless you. <laughs>